what can we do? What what should we do for an intro? We don't usually have an intro, do we? You, you start talking, I say like something stupid, and then you yell, "That's and the intro!" I, yeah, that's the, and that's the intro. <laughs> Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Clickheads. This week's episode is brought to you by us, and of course, Click Gaming. It's me, Veritel. His name, call me Soul Pan. I'm gonna call him Soul Pan. We're here to talk about uh, some things going on in the esports world, some things going on in the video game world, but more importantly. We're just here to talk. More importantly, and on top of that, I think it's time we start our uh, our chapter that we've been dreaming of, pasta. Did you know they made a new noodle? No, they didn't. Yeah, it's like... They invented, it's called they a, can't it, invent noodles. You just have like noodle material noodle. and you shape it's, it in whatever shape you want. It's right? called cascatelli. You should look it up sometime. Well, Is I it can actually like a barrel? Hold on. I can find this. Ca- Production, pull up a cascatelli, please. I'm pulling it up. I'll find you the link. I'm a research man. It looks it, they've described it as a trough, and I I happen to agree to some extent. It does look very trough-like in nature, as a noodle would. Let's do this. Like Let's a long celery stick. No, more better. More better. All right, I, I got the image. I'm I, just going to reflect to it in your glasses at me. I'm trying to look at it intently <laughs> for you. I can I can put a file in here. Um, I'll just maximize this image, and then we'll just share the screen, right? That could work. We're using a new program, guys. This is all super cool. This is the Cascatelli noodle, by the way. Production, pull it up. Oh. Look at this bad boy. Nice. It's got the ridges. Wait, those have been around for a while. And the trough in the new. middle. That's this is new. like a year old. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but that in the grand scheme, noodles have been around forever. And so something a year old is baby. This is the baby noodle. Welcome to Click Heads, where we talk about <laughs> pasta and other things. <laughs> um, we got some things, important things to talk about. Unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, um, somehow Riot continues to make it to the, the top of the docket. Valorant Champions, it's going on. Um, and it's it's pretty much all, all we've been talking about, um, at least me, myself, and I. The group stages have ended. The playoffs are starting. Um, and, and unfortunately, North America continues to struggle at international events. Uh, we only have Cloud9 yet again to count on to carry us into... Hopefully some victory, but as it stands right now, the quarterfinals are uh, Ascend versus Team Secret, uh, Team Liquid versus Cloud9 Blue, a very interesting matchup. And again, Cloud9 being the only North American representative here. Gambit Esports and 10X Crit, Fnatic and Crew Esports, who was actually able to dethrone Sentinels, but now they're up against Fnatic, who actually also dethroned Sentinels. So whoever wins this is... Just a supremely better team. And then semis and grand finals. It's going to be super exciting. Have you had a chance to watch any champions at all? You know me. I'm not quite the Valorant guy. But I do have something I I, I can jump in here on. Yes. I'm really starting to wonder if... um, When is it going to be that North America is going to have the infrastructure comparable to another country that's starting an eSport? When it was Korea, it's like they had how many years of brood war? Coaching, staff, organization compared to North America kind of jumping in pretty cold to like StarCraft 2 and mainstream esports with League of Legends. Europe never dropped the ball with 
tactical shooters. They've been playing CSGO nonstop since release, right? right? North America definitely fell off quite a bit. A lot of orgs ended up dropping their teams. And so I'm starting to get the feeling mm. that a lot of these were just seeing like the, the power and infrastructure. I know we had like the one run with uh, 10Z and the Sentinels, but I mean, that's, that was a half a year ago now or something, right? It's going to yeah. be a while before. I think we're going to see another North American, <laughs> I don't know, dominance victory deep run in the tournament it's it's yeah. kind of just disappointing to see our international events always go so poor yeah and i think people often look towards north america's victory this year at an international event as like this bright shining domination but even that was a close game i mean it was it wasn't a matter of just rounds it was like a matter of inches in terms of winning so I don't know, maybe it got to them, them being so close. They got put into like a loser's elimination bracket, and then that could potentially get to you, especially when you, you know, go from winning and being the the top dog to being uh the first one out, really. The first notable team out, I should say. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is what it is. Interestingly enough, in a, a brief pit stop in terms of competition, we see your competitive cue behind you. Uh you're there at the top of your team. Yeah. Looks like a, a pretty, pretty uh awesome roster you got of course ivy no one knows who that is whatever and then you look at the other side and you see like <clears throat> three of like the biggest names in in overwatch guru harblue galadel kefri this guy plays for boise city sports and he's also very guys. good <laughs> yeah. yeah but like five out of the six very no- notorious players so yeah my first match back in overwatch got streamed to like fifteen thousand people and it was just me getting dumped on that's cool. Sometimes. I'm surrounded by barrels because that's what people. I'm Baratel, but for some reason, people don't realize that there's an T there. Just call me Barrel. Decided to roll with it like a barrel would, as you do. As you do. <clears throat> speaking of Riot <clears throat> and kind of rolling with the punches, Riot's been accused of buffing champions to sell more skins. They addressed the confrontation by denying, of course. But uh, uh, here is a quote from Froxon. Uh, revenue is not even remotely a consideration for people making gameplay changes. And I've been on the team since season four, including a live gameplay error. Sometimes skins come out and I didn't even know they were in development. So I wouldn't agree that this uh, with this take at all. He replied, <clears throat> Lux, is all I'm going to say, where's the, where's the skins for freaking, I don't know, Yorick. Where's a new Trundle skin. Where's a new Urgot skin. Where is who's got the least amount of skins? TK. I, I used to know this. I used to like have this memorized, but I think it's changed. Um, people it? actually, there's like a, a spreadsheet that tracks the number of days since a new champion has, has had a new skin. Yeesh. And like at some point, it was like 1,000 days before like Skarner and Yorick got their skins again. Yeah, Skarner hasn't had a new skin in forever. Yeah, I think he might still be going. Um, but I don't know. I mean, it, it's a separate discussion from whether or not they're buffing champions around those skin releases. I sure. want to give them the benefit of the doubt, no matter what, and say like, oh, really? Like, I genuinely really hope they're just not doing that because obviously it really, really sucks if they are mm-hmm. um, making balanced decisions based on monetary value that the champion can provide. Right. Like, I think that this has been in a discussion for like, I don't know, probably like since season one, honestly, <laughs> because oh, I think what happens, this is my, my personal headcanon, the design team like is talking about a skin a lot and then all the balance team is like overhearing them talking about this champion they're like right uh, i don't know what their numbers are like and they go like look up the champion they're like oh my god they're in a horrible state we should probably fix that and then they just kind of like fix it 
I'm not sure if it's necessarily that they're intentionally doing it because um, they just want more money off the skin, or if it's just like right. because they're working on the skin, more spotlight to put on that champion. They're like, we should probably do something about that. Like, because you can look back and there's historical cases where they're nerfing champions before skin releases too. Yeah, and sometimes they're a little tricky about it too because they don't they don't often ever release just one skin anymore. It's like a, a group of skins or like a series of skins, and there's like champions that are not super powerful within that group and then there's like very much clear runners in there as well like you have right before tom kench's big change that uh, arcanist set coming out for for him for zerath um i maybe twisted fate um was an and then yeah. and then lucian would lucian and tom kench at the at that time lucian was just you know, settling down in popularity after the whole Nami weird ardent blaze changes. And then TK was about to become his, this new champion with his redesign. So I think there's a little bit of inspiration to that. They want to like hype the skin as much in po- as, as possible. And what better time to do that when you rework like the kit of a champion a little bit. Um, <clears throat> I wonder if, <sighs> I wonder if they'll ever release a new skin for Udyr especially like with his rework uh yeah there's like a, a a big point about that where they usually don't if they are actively working on the vgu and because they're actively working on his vgu they're not right releasing, they might get like you might get a skin on vgu release for him but they're right. also basically like the all thousand the year po- of all yeah. or something they're already redoing <clears throat> all the skins for him and so why would they add another one that they're gonna have to redo already yeah and, that's like, true. test all that so it just doesn't make sense for development oh well who cares? Oh, well. Skins <laughs> skins equal wins. They know that. There yeah, are that some skins true. that are busted. I just <clears> played <throat> against one. There was a Nasus that had the uh, the Shiba Inu that pilots him. Yeah. In the head, and the effects on the ground are they look wildly different from the base skin, and so it's like I just like walked over it three times, not realizing that there was a death I'm zone. Dying. <laughs> yeah. Oh, just stings. Speaking of things that look really good, arcane arcane dude yeah it, three oh. three topics out of the gate for right but you know what i think they deserve oh, it. we're not done yet <laughs> we got so I, much more they're just they're doing things right they really are and i mean as much as we're not surprised that Riot's art department is able to produce something that sick um in addition to their their compositions their their music team is i think unmatched when it comes to a, a gaming company Arcane was really good by a lot of people's standards and not even fans of League of Legends. Yeah, um, a bunch of my friends who just hate League of Legends or like they, I don't know, they see all the jokes about how horrible and toxic it is. Yeah. Heard how good the show was, went ahead and watched it and are like in deeply in love with the universe and like are considering playing League of Legends, but are more probably like going to go towards Rune Terror or something like that to get like the little pieces of the lore. Yeah, um, and kind of like see the characters in action and stuff. But yeah, do that. Don't play League. <laughs> Save yourself. No, no, no. Play League of Legends. Don't listen to him. Everyone gets to I, play League. It's as much as I hope that you know the community would take this as a moment to like pick up the Bastion and lead people to like the Promised Land. They're still they're worse. They're worse than ever. I I I, I jungled a rank game the other day. I <clears throat> this guy decided to try and fight Yone as Teemo like levels one through three got triple killed pretty much. Yone's three Oh, and he just ran it down mid the rest of the game. I'm like, 
if you have that it happens week, sometimes that happens you, sometimes playing five stacks it's more fun if you have that week of a mentality you shouldn't play online games in general but that's that's neither here nor there there is other outlets though you know if you want to be immersed in the the story the lore a bit and enjoy the characters more i recommend playing rune king i think that, it's a, a, that also i forgot about all the new games they came out yeah with. super fun game I've enjoyed it a lot. It's a turn-based kind of combat, uh, story-based game. Very fun. There's a lot of synergies with the the champions that you get throughout it, and you're exploring. Um, you're exploring, you know, the ocean, you know, going through and going through bilge water, and it's uh, misfortunes rise to power, um, and then Viego's initial assault on bilge water. So it's a really cool storyline. A lot of champions that you haven't seen from uh, the likes of like Arcane, but uh, a lot of really good characters in there based off of the, the roster available. And then if you're a fan of Heimerdinger, well, he's got a a, a wacky and zany uh sidekick in the uh the league of legends rhythm game i forget what it's called though it's the one with heimerdinger and ziggs they just released it's like a it's like a rhythm game right it is it's a rhythm game similar to um gosh what is the name of that game uh the necrodancer kind of like crypto the next necrodancer it's more like muse dash if you've ever played it i have not but okay. I, I bought up the name of the game. It was Hextech Mayhem. Hextech Mayhem. I've heard it's very addicting. Um, the song, the music's really good in there too. No surprise. Very simplistic gameplay, like to understand. But as you get higher in like the levels and whatnot, very difficult to master, which is always fun. Um, and then lastly, we'll top off this with possibly my most anticipated project that we've heard of a little bit. Didn't hear it went dark for a long time. And they recently just said, hey, here's some gameplay, by the way, that of the Project L that they've been working on, the Riot Fighting game. Oh, man, I'm in. I'm already sold. I'll be honest. Um, I saw a clip of a recent fighting game tournament mm-hmm. and like the players popped up on stage. I thought they were playing Project L on the screen. Because, oh, yeah. like, it, the, the style looks similar, but it was kind of like choppy and 2D, 3D. Right. Um, but it was also like a off of someone's phone camera so i thought it'd been released and then i got really excited and then really disappointed when i realized it wasn't actually (laughs) (laughs) but either way yeah it looked really interesting um i don't know enough about fighting games to really say like anything about the mechanics of it but right all the success of these other games that they've been that they've been releasing i'd be surprised if it's gonna be a disappointment yeah and i think based off the interview that i watched they were stating how like to play a character fundamentally will be really easy or so it'll be fairly easy to grasp a character mm-hmm. and their kit and what they want to do. But the skill ceiling for all these characters will be extremely high. You have Darius with like the full combos, got the Noxian guillotine, the apprehend, all these things that are very Darius, like you know, very muscly and brawn and uh, kind of confrontational. And then there's echo. You can play echo. He's got his same mobility. He's throwing out the time winder, but more importantly, Throughout the course of the round, you're laying still that clone, that shadow, that if your initial combo fails, you can rewind to and try to do a different combo forward to mix it up, which is really, really cool. Yeah, I mean, like, they're bringing the league mechanics and staying true to the champion's identities within a fighting game. And the Mm -hmm. real question is, will Riven still be able to animation cancel? 
Maybe. If I can body someone with uh, Annie, though, I'm 100% it. Or <laughs> fiddlesticks. Those are going to be my mains if they're available. But regardless, a little bit uh, a little bit, maybe too much emphasis on too the right knowledge. <laughs> when they do something so cool, back to back to back to back, well, we have to talk about it. There's, there's, no, uh, there's no getting around it. I do want to take a, a quick pit stop here while we're in Mobile Land um, and mention that Smite I know not a game a lot of people talk about because dead game. They released a new god, and it's actually Titan, which is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Remind me who he, Titan is. Titan's the guy that Zeus had commanded to carry the weight of the world on his back. That's right. I thought that was uh, Atlas. Wait, yes, it no, is. Atlas, Atlas is one of the Boulder. Maybe I'm mixing everything up. I'm terrible. Maybe I'm wrong. Is his name is Titan, or it's gotcha. Atlas the Titan? He's a titan. Okay. <laughs> he's anyway. a hero in Smite. <sighs> he's a hero in Smite. Super cool. If you like the game, check it out. He's a support character. He's managed to shrink the weight of the world down into a very manageable orb, and he beats the crap out of you with it, which is sick. Fun. Um, maybe we should save this topic for a little bit later, but uh, have you heard about... I don't know if you've heard about this game called Halo... <laughs> yeah yeah i'm familiar i've been playing it it's pretty much the best shooter i think to release so far yeah halo infinite you. i mean if, if i want to reserve halo infinite for like a special place it's got the nostalgic value the gameplay is innovative enough to, to feel like it's got a new feel to it um to me it's blowing battlefield out of the water um what i will say though is whether or not it has like the community backing, the competitive backing uh, to make it an esport, that's the real question. Because right now, Call of Duty's got the foothold on that, and it's it's not going to let go anytime soon. In fact, we have so much to talk about. The COD yeah. Challengers is here. So I was actually I'm glad you brought up Call of Duty. Uh, Call of Challengers is here, but the community isn't happy about it. Oh, um, okay. I'm I need to look <laughs> it up and confirm, but they're. Still not sure what the competitive third game mode is going to be. Ah, Hard points for okay. sure. Search and destroy is for sure. But I think the players aren't enjoying control or it doesn't feel balanced right now. And so they're talking about going back to domination, which was hated in modern warfare. People would handshake in tournaments and say, we're not going to play domination. We're just going to play a second hard point instead, which is right. terrible uh, optics for your um, competitive, competitive yeah. league, right? <laughs> if everyone hates watching domination, playing domination, um, and then, like, when your amateur scene, like, hates the game mode that much. I mean, it's like old 2CP in Overwatch. People would right. so much rather just skip out on that game mode. They hated watching it. They hated playing it. Uh, I think Domination would be, like, a great analogy to that. Um, right. On top of that, in the competitive uh, COD Challengers, the Kansas City Pioneers, one of, like, the last major brands. Um, I don't know if I can say that. They were a major brand that pulled out of COD <laughs> Challengers. Right. Um, so like that's one more team that's just no longer funding that area. Um, they were a reasonably si- well-sized org. You know, they're not taking championships out of the world anywhere or anything, but they are in a lot of different esports and they have a, a lot of backing. And so it's really disappointing to see them pull out of that because they just didn't feel supported inside of the college challenger scene. Right. Do you think they'll have it figured out by like, you know, the first cup? It's a, it's a big question mark right now. I don't think anyone in the Call of Duty community really knows. Um, and that's what's terrifying about it. That, that's why everyone's like 
you always see like I don't know how, how much you follow Call of Duty Twitter. Everyone's like, I'm switching to Halo. I'm done with this, and everyone's like super mad about it. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll see. I think Halo has a chance right here to usurp God as like right. the arena shooter and like the quick sure. pace and fast pace shooter because they're investing everything correctly into the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, they got a very clear roadmap. They're allowing amateur teams into these tournaments to play and compete with the pros, which is always really exciting. Right. Um, it just really does feel like they're doing everything right. The co-streaming, literally the only thing they have wrong, the one thing they can't, they aren't doing right is cosmetics. And like long-term Halo players will tell you about that. Maybe you can tell me about it because I'm only jumping yeah. in at Halo 5. But I think that's like the if the biggest complaint in the game is cosmetics, that feels so much more fixable than gameplay issues, core gameplay issues. I think the main gripe is that they're like not individual enough. There's not like a lot of identity to what you're wearing. Although upon release, they had that samurai set, which I thought was sick. It was very reminiscent of like the old school Hayabusa set. Um, The problem with that also was that like you had to play in this event to do these challenges so that you could unlock the samurai gear and you could only unlock seven of them. And then you have, to, you have to wait until that event comes back to continue down the samurai battle pass. That's cool. I mean, from, it's like a game, from, a, from like a game designer standpoint, that kind of makes sense. But at the it same like, it like time, it sucks for everyone who like really wanted to grind through and unlock all the samurai stuff because they want to be able to be, have more customization, right? The customization right. Like just in general feels very limited. And people are also talking about how the campaign doesn't actually bring additional cosmetics to the game. There's very little you can bring from the campaign to multiplayer. <laughs> that's an interesting argument i mean i'm almost okay with that to some extent right i don't care i'm here to shoot people right i don't you have your your pve accolades and your pvp accolades and they're they're different you know they they should have minimal interaction but again i guess you're still showing off that you're able to accomplish something i think maybe if it's anything it's not like i beat the game so i got this armor piece it's like i did this crazy thing that's super hard to do in the campaign therefore i get this for lack of better terms unisex armor piece that i can use in both game modes at that point it's like this is something that i'm proud to show off on Mm -hmm. i think so often and more often than not people have gotten used to like the battle passes that just give you a bunch of free shit like from Fortnite and stuff you're like i got cosmetics for playing the game and like there's no br brs in itself kind of incentivize just playing on repeat without little you know thought process or consequence you just you just play again yeah just queue up again i think that halo's always been a game that has like the most coveted items be locked behind stuff there was i think in halo 2 starting forward on the online scene there was the recon challenge it was like a a bungee bungee a bungee initiated challenge and it has to be like there's a lot of checks and balances to make sure you're legitimately doing the challenge and only the people that can do this crazy hard challenge get recon which is a really coveted armor set so i I think stuff like that's important because it will mark it'll it'll make a big difference i don't think you take away armor from people just achieving things like climbing to gold or wherever the case may be give those kind of things some some subtle nods with unique armor pieces or effects um but the really cool stuff i think should be locked behind either personal achievement team achievement whatever the case may be mm-hmm. like if yeah. you run over if you run over 100 people in a season or something no, that's like way too easy. There's got to be something crazy. Run over X amount of people, 
it's more commonly referred to as a bull true, right? You just run people over all the time. You get a bull head with freaking horns on it. That would be sick. I'd be down for that. Yeah, I think that's the problem is that those challenges aren't there. The challenges right. they have now are like, kill this guy with an energy sword in the fancy samurai mode. Kill this right. guy with a shotgun in the fancy samurai mode. And it's not... Mm-hmm do so many different things do like this thing in an exact order get a 360 no scope off mm-hmm. the top of the map while grappling and you have to use a repulsor midair somehow right like that hey, kind Bungie, of thing. hire me <laughs> i got i got ideas hire Baratel. he's got some ideas i got plenty of ideas i guess cod never has been criticized either way for having too many or too little skins at least as we go on now right um no, but they did just put perks, like perks in game behind behind the packs. Pass. Oh, in the battle pass now. You have to play the huh. battle pass to unlock perks, and I'm I don't know. I need to look into this stuff more. They might not um, allow you to actually get them if you don't get them during the battle pass during that season. Weird. Once you get them, you have them unlocked the whole time. Yeah, people are calling it like the the wall hack behind the battle pass because I think the perk is that might be everyone's most upset about is like one that allows you to like your vision will shimmer when there's someone nearby you, even if they're near through a wall and what? like they, they've had stuff like this before where if someone's aiming at you, you get like effects on your screen. So it doesn't feel sure. that far off. I'm sure they're but not going to give you a literal pass, wall though. hack to look through the guy. Or That's look, like pay to win stuff. Yeah. Like, but it does kind of feel like that, right? If it's locked behind a right. paid battle pass, you have to play so many games you had to get the Call of Duty at the beginning of the year so you could unlock these perks. It feels like they're locking gameplay, right? core gameplay behind a paywall, and that kind of sucks. Like behind a paywall you already paid for. Damn. That, yeah. that kind of makes me feel icky a little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not going to lie. That's an icky yeah. kind of thing. Um, well, let's stop talking about it then. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's be less down. Sure. E-Fuse reveals its board of advisors. The new board will include industry veterans such as MLG pioneers Adam Apicola <laughs> and Sundance Giovanni, uh, as well as Juwon Lee, Kevin Lopez, and Nicole Pike. The new advisors will cover all fields of E-Fuse's work, talent management, partnership development, events, growth, and analytics. That's cool. Be, yeah, I'll be honest. When I first saw Efuse, I was really skeptical of it. Yeah, and I think I still kind of am a little bit to the uh, to this day. Mm-hmm. Uh, you log in, and it just feels like influencer heaven. Sure, it's like post all your accolades, post a bunch of content. It, it feels like the gaming version of those LinkedIn posts that are like, <laughs> I have this candidate coming in today who. Uh, didn't have a shirt or any shoes and i hired him on the spot because he said this it like feels like that like people like just kind of like massive self patty or self pats on the back all the time i i just right. i really hate that that aspect of gaming culture and it's mm-hmm. especially prevalent in collegiate esports sure um, so i was really skeptical of it but they they're investing a lot into the local scene they're doing we mentioned like recently that they bought um the call of duty league for collegiate Right. CCL, College of Call of Duty League. Um, this, I think, is a step in the right direction. Uh, the question is, how much are they going to change from Call of Duty League uh, with the Board of Advisors? What else are they trying to move into? What other spaces are they trying to jump into? And I really hope they don't mm-hmm. bring that part of their culture with them because that stuff is just... I think that's keep more icky than any kind of money-grubby battle pass stuff. Yeah. 
oh, they don't need more platforms. Let them have their one platform, and that's it. Yeah. Interesting news. Don't know if you heard about this, but uh, Cloud9 partnered officially with the Smurfs. You know, I really should know this stuff because <laughs> I've contracted to Cloud9, but I actually don't know who the Smurfs are or that this the even Smurfs, happens. not a yeah. team like the t- old TV show. Little blue people. Oh, you mean like the literal, the, the literal like the Smurfs. Smurfs? I assume it was like an esports org that was just grabbing the name. No, it's no, this is the like Smurfs. They just partnered with the Smurfs. Yeah, they have Smurfs on their a lot of their uh, merch now. I kind of love that actually. The, it's kind of like tagline a, is literally Smurfing. <laughs> so they they literally partnered with the Smurfs so they could you know make the Smurfing joke right. It's kind of yeah. like um like Team Liquid doing the Naruto stuff, like the exact right. same style of brand deal. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, it's like. It looks cool. I mean, their merch has always been pretty fresh if you're a fan of blue. I'm not a fan of blue. You have to be. You're paid to. I think that's black, isn't it? I'm colorblind. This is technically blue. It's like a very deep navy blue. You're wearing two shirts. This is a sweatshirt. What's underneath it? Or is that just the collar reinforced? It's just just like a nice comfy gray t-shirt. Oh, okay. This thing's way too breathable. So like in the winter... Um, I have to wear something underneath this or else it's just like (laughs) the cold piercing wind just coming right through the waffle. You can't help it. That's it is what it is. Luckily I have uh, so much protection, both hair and (laughs) fat. I'm I'm envious in in these months. I am uh, freezing every single day. Oh yeah. That's great. I can walk outside. Just be fine. It snowed yesterday. You see that? Yeah, that was gross. Was Speaking awesome. of freezing, yeah, this isn't quite League of Legends related, but Uh-oh. new media, new Meta Entertainment, the parent company of North American organization Dignitas, has launched mm-hmm. Radiant GG, Omens Gaming and Esports Media Platform. Not to be confused with Radiance.gg, the esports organization that Hi founded a long time ago, and maybe not as maybe he might might not even be a part of anymore. I don't think I don't he know. is anymore. Really? Maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. I, I know they still exist. Um, no one. <laughs> I stole their logo for a school project a long time ago. Uh, it wasn't a published project. It was like okay to steal logos for. But I like needed a logo for like a fake um, mm-hmm. reality company. This is way off topic. <laughs> Anyways, I, I want to mention uh, Dignitas's uh, all female teams, especially their Counter Strike team, is actually kind of nasty with it. I like think they're actually pretty good. I, I don't follow the women's Counter Strike scene, but I, have, I follow a few people who are involved in the women's scene for Valorant. Mm-hmm. I know that space is di- generally dominated by Cloud9's team. Hell How yeah. does Dignitas do in that game, or do they? Do they I don't know if that? they. I've never seen. I have to look into mm-hmm. it. I've only watched a lot of their all female teams pop off on Counter Strike, which is. You know, we we've seen how things have gone so far. I guess in just any sense, yeah majors land events shooters for some reason bring out the animal and people when good things happen or bad things go wrong yeah so that's no different it's, you imagine um, just getting screamed I, I, at by anybody seems like a very uncomfortable situation you know you know it's actually the biggest reason that colleges won't pick up call of duty is because no. of the lack of um or the unwelcoming environment that generally surrounds call of duty because like colleges are all about what and like for inclusivity yeah because like i mean imagine imagine being like a, a woman at an event I, I, like the at the land that we were just at getting screamed yeah. at over the, over a computer by someone else 
Yeah, but can you imagine how vindicated she would feel if she popped off and just it, it, it good, people? But like pe- people like yell at them like that they're gonna meet him out in the parking lot and like beat the shit out of them. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I, I I mean those are words directly taken from multiple players. So. Yeah. I mean, like that part of Call of Duty needs to change. I think that's part of why Ethius is changing up their board of directors and advisors so that they can try and navigate the Call of Duty culture in that direction, at least in the collegiate sure. scene. Mm-hmm. Um because colleges will, again, not take Call of Duty on if they feel like the scene is toxic like that. Right. I think that when it comes to sanctioned events, we just had one at Boise State, which was part of more or more so than anything, an opportunity to give back to the community. I don't know if you're familiar with the giving games, but a lot of local businesses, ICCU, um, a lot ICCU ended up taking the cake. So that's the only reason they're notable in my, in my book, they're also cracked at the game. Um, but the, the main goal was to kind of spread awareness and kind of make sure that people that were less fortunate felt appreciated. They ended up raising $8,000 for the Idaho food bank. Um, awesome. so that kind of stuff was really cool. Granted. Um, I don't think there were any women playing. So, it's maybe still that same motif. Call of Duty. Just, I mean, as much as communication is a, a key part of the game, that's what Discord's for. Just talk to your teammates. Don't go into a live lobby. People are just bad. <laughs> people are it's people true. are bad people, and more so than that, they're also bad at the game. Because if they were good, they wouldn't be playing in like regular lobbies, you know. You also have to wonder, what is it about Valorant and Overwatch that is able to attract so many um, female players compared to a game like Call of Duty? And I think organizations like Radiance can maybe start helping that. Sure. I'll, I'll, always, I'll never understand what exactly... I think for, for the longest time, wasn't Call of Duty, especially like from the protagonist side of the game, all men? And then you have in both Overwatch and Valorant these female protagonists that are incredibly powerful, and that's empowering in and of itself. And then you get to play those characters and you know wipe the floor with people with them. Maybe that's the case. That's gotta feel good. I don't know. Yeah. But then League of Legends should be popular among women. But I think Valorant and um, uh, Overwatch still like lead in numbers in that. In maybe League just in sucks. diversity. <laughs> League is just a bad game. How dare you? So the I, it's it's the same old story, the same old song and dance, right? People, for some reason, treat every game like they're next on the docket to be part of a world championship. And like to, to some extent, I can agree with them. If you spend like eight hours a day on a game, you should anticipate to be okay at it. Like you shouldn't, I don't know. I think that with that mentality of I play this game so much, I shouldn't lose, yada, yada, yada. What's wrong with the environment around me? Nothing. It's like a you problem. People are not very eager to take personal responsibility. And I think that's why when Fortnite and other Battle Royales first came out, that's where they just skyrocketed in terms of popularity. Oh, I just didn't get any good gun drops. Oh, this guy managed to get the great bullet spread or yada, yada, yada. It doesn't matter. I don't have to I don't have to contemplate it much more than that because I'm already in queue for another game and I'm already dropping into my next hotspot. So it's it's a longevity thing. Um I don't want to get into like the psychology of why being yelled <laughs> at all gaming. the time is is good and bad for people. 
but there is definitely a, a, a stark difference with how men and women are wired. And I think that also contributes to it. Um, I, I think that in, in victories and defeats, both men and women need to be treated differently based off of what you're experiencing in order to nurture the safest environment. Or if you're just if you're just bad at the game, you should just like take personal responsibility. Like for me, for instance, if I get invited to play a shooter game, I just straight up say I'm I'm garbage. Don't anticipate anything cool to happen. If it does, it's a fluke. And that sets the precedent for the rest of the game. I'm okay with that because I still have fun running around, shooting things, trying to out like chess match my opponent. But at the end of the day, I'm not good. And that's okay with me. I'm good at other stuff. So it's like as much as it is about like playing a video game for fun, that's like not really the goal anymore for a lot of people for some reason, which is interesting. <laughs> yeah. Video games I aren't for fun win, anymore, baby. people. Winning's the only way to have fun, is what a it's lot true. of people feel. And if that's your prerogative, so be it. But uh, at the same time, if you're if your desire and your prerogative is to win then you have to be able to accept the loss and you have to be able to look towards what caused it from like a full perspective, not just like, what did everyone else do wrong to me? What did I do wrong to everyone else? You're making really good points, but I could also just blame lag. I'm also lagging, <laughs> but at LAN events, that's not a thing, right? It was, it was bad connection. It was, uh, my wire was looser than his I got, wire, I got hosted, so he, dude. This is, there crazy. was a, like a sunbeam that's just shined in my eye. Dude, Johnny hooked me up with a bad, a bad stereo headset. <laughs> I couldn't talk. Johnny's flip-flop made a sound and I thought it was someone <laughs> behind me and I, I turned and I died. I turned in real life. People just get really up in arms about it. And like, I mean, if you're, uh, if you're within, such a small margin for losing or winning and X, Y, or Z happens. And you think that's the reason you lost. Come on, let's be reasonable. I lost cause there was a female there. <laughs> nah, bud, you lost cause you're bad and you need, you need to practice. That's not my, I'll let you finish by the way. That's just general, <laughs> general just healthy knowledge. <laughs> One more if thing you, to get through. I think if though. you feel like you're, getting to a point where a, a video game is emotionally affecting you go touch some grass <laughs> go outside you said go the touch line. some grass go touch, just go grass. touch it go it's okay come back to the game it'll still be here probably still make you mad but then when you accomplish that whenever you overcome that objective or that goal or that difficulty that obstruction it'll feel good and you can move on that is uh Baratel therapy for the evening, I guess. Shoot. <laughs> Thanks, Baratel. Yeah, no problem. Uh, there's also one more bit of information here. Uh, Alpha Esports Gamers Arena partners with Rugby League. We've talked about how like the soccer football um, were able to put their emphasis on franchising. We've talked about some basketball teams do the same thing. Well, now rugby is being a part of it. Uh, the brand will become the, uh, the exclusive online gaming platform for Gnarl. North American Rugby League, Rocket League. I don't know actually. Which one? We've got it be? no idea. We're a mess on the desk. What's uh, happening? But I do, it, it's the Rugby League, um, which is that's cool. Because never played it. Like esports, <laughs> getting involved in like the physical sports world. I think mm -hmm. um, rather than the other way around, which is usually 
physical sports partnering with esports organizations to like promote healthy movement and physical right. productivity for esports athletes. It's the other way around this time. Get the rugby yeah. players in on that mental game. Get them with the strategic chess match stuff. Yeah, because you can only run two refrigerators can only like clash into each other so often before you realize that this isn't working anymore, right? I mean, people talk about that. Um, the, the strain of esports versus regular sports is that you can, like you said, you can only clash your refrigerators for so long before the refrigerators get tired. Yeah. But you can sit that in front of a computer screen and play League of Legends for 16 hours a day and be mostly fine, mentally a little bit off or worse for the wear. Maybe your wrist hurts a little bit, but you're mostly fine. You can technically yeah. do that. Um, and so the amount of time you can spend practicing one thing becomes so much higher. So in theory, the skill ceiling for esports will be higher than that of any professional league uh, that's a physical sport because they just simply can't practice as much as a League of Legends player can. Right. Do you think on a on a if we were to take uh, high end top paid uh, professional esports player versus uh, a professional athlete like a, from a physical sport, who would be more humble? Oh my god. Um, I mean, I think it all just depends on personality. You're talking generally. Like generally, I want to say that athletes are generally more less egotistical than an esports player. Right. There are some egos because there's exertion like outside the professional scene that don't deserve those egos. Yes, very they true. Not, they have not earned that ego at what, all. What causes you to earn an ego, though? Um, because is it is it I feel double lift? Like... Double lift earned his ego. Double lift earned his ego. He's got the skill to back that up. He's he's got the trophies to back it up. He can say, like, I was, he can legitimately say that he was the best AD carry in North America. But you get, like, people who've, like, placed top 16 in a land and are, like, claiming to be the best shooter ever. Yeah. It's like, it's not so much. So, what happened thing. then? <laughs> Why'd Why you, you lose? Top 16. You didn't go to top eight, even. You didn't even get to I like at a local. Yeah. This is even like a national <laughs> stage. Like, what are, you, what are you talking about? <laughs> You're in a Pizza Hut, bro. Come on. <laughs> There's <laughs> nothing. Mexico getting land at Pizza Hut. You heard it here first. That's a I'm March in 2022. Although no no shots fired towards Pizza Hut, but your guys' basic crust needs some help. That's it's, false. It's, it's bad. Wonderful. It's greasy. Let Soul Pan nothing. eat it all up. It's your stuff crust? Oh my <laughs> lord. That stuff crust though? But man, your regular crust needs some. It's in dire need of some help. Somebody save it. Bear, tell him I'll let you finish. Yes. Yeah. And you know yeah. what? I've decided I was between two topics today. We've yeah. had enough negativity. Cool. Yeah, something positive. Okay. Cart Rider Drift Closed Beta is here, and I just got the email that I'm in like less than an hour ago. What is it? It starts Kart tomorrow. Rider Kart Rider Drift. Drift is a free-to-play game on PC, Xbox, PlayStation, Steam, Switch? and Nexon Launcher. Okay. I made the people who made MapleStory, I think. I can't remember who but what else Nexon makes. But okay. there, it's a Mario Kart clone that is going to be cross-platform and free-to-play. And I am very excited about that because I love party games that I can play with online friends. Yeah, uh, It's like Jackbox. Um, I mean, I, <laughs> Among Us, Duck, Duck Goose. Uh, like all those like stupid free-to-play party games that you can get anyone, even with like a toaster to play with you. This is going to mm-hmm. be another one of those games. And so I'm really excited for something like that. That's, awesome. That's all I got. Check it out. Kart Rider Drift. By Nexon, it's on Steam. Sign up for the closed beta if you haven't already. It's gonna be a blast. I hope. 
please be a good game. I want to play Mario Kart with friends that's not locked behind a $350 paywall on the Nintendo Switch. That's all. Yeah, with bad net code. <laughs> with bad net code. <laughs> I'm going to let you finish, Soul Pan. I'm not going the happy route. I got something on my mind, something on my chest I got to let off. I recently had to kill off one of my player characters in, in Dungeons and Dragons as a DM. That's one of my it. one of my favorite archetypes, the kind of brave but brass, but also stupid as hell barbarian. I had to take him down. I had to take him out. You hate to see and, it. And it feels because the way it was illustrated, the way it without going into too much detail, the way it happened was beautiful. Uh, a moving masterpiece, I should say. And it really you know, everyone's having a great time. Everyone's, it was middle of combat. Things were going swell for everybody. Everyone's laughing, goofing around. The moment everyone, new player and old player, like realized what was happening, somber, sad. Ooh. Yeah. So, as like from a, t- a storyteller perspective, it was, oh, it was electrifying. But like coming from, coming from, a player perspective, that feeling sucks. Yeah. Like you, you kind of lose a part of yourself in it. Yeah. It really, really sucks. Whatever happens. Um, but I think the, the, the best DMs know when it's a good idea to kill off someone's character mm-hmm. and it is absolutely okay. And you should do it. Yeah. Um, you really should not be afraid to just time it, time it. Well, make it have impact in the story. Don't let that character be like just a throwaway death, like an NPC or something, and right. you'll have such an effect on your party. It is amazing. It, it's like I, it unified I, them. I know it did, yeah. and that was the whole goal. It's amazing what like a bunch of a, a huge made-up narrative the effect it can have on people. Yeah, really well, D and D is super cathartic. It's super therapeutic for a lot of people. You're you're able to act out so many things that you might not feel comfortable doing so in a normal environment. Um, and, and beyond that, you know, you may be currently struggling with something, and if your dungeon master knows you, they'll use that to the storytelling's advantage. Um, I won't tell you who the character belongs to, uh, but they're they've been going through um, pretty rough stuff in in life, and uh, it was it was less of a story of like taking them down or kicking them while they're down, more of them sacrificing everything to protect the people that they care about, and at the end of the day, they're going to be reborn from the ashes. They they essentially have like a steward, similar to like uh, a son, if you will, and that kind of leadership, that kind of kind of uh, you know fatherhood, if you will, kind of looking after one that looks up to you. That's a tough thing to do for anybody, especially when you feel like you're doing it alone. But you know, it was a it was a send off that said. You're doing right by the people that are looking after you or looking up to you and the people that you're looking after. So don't worry about it. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Cool. The best part about this is? No. D&D being mainstream enough that people won't make fun of us in the comments for it. I'm going to be made fun of regardless. I got a bunch <laughs> of barrels behind me. So. Oh, fair enough. I'm going to make fun of for this. The clip's out there. You can find it. Yeah. Watch him just get hurt repetitively. 
<laughs> it is what it is. It is what are you going to do? Well, I think that'll do it. Unless you got something else to throw in there. That's already. That's all I got. That's all you got drift. for now. D and D drift. D and D cool. Car rider drift. I might be blue shelling you if that exists. God, I hope so. I hope there's a. I hope there's an item that gives you like long extended chicken legs. You can just run over other cars. (laughs) I'd be okay with that. Next on hire (laughs) Baratel. Hire me. All right. Well, that'll do it for us tonight. I'm Jared Baratel. You're joined by Paul Soul Pan Vaughn. Finger guns aplenty. Y'all have a good night. See you next time. Beep, beep, beep.